As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. God uses all kinds of people. You know, the reality is we're all different. We're all gifted uniquely. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have varying experiences. Uh, but the common denominator for followers of the Lord Jesus Christ is that we are one in Him. And the Lord has an amazing way of bringing together people from all different backgrounds, connecting them first to Himself and then to one another, and working through them to accomplish His work in this world. Now, the question is not, does God use different types of people? The question is, are you one of those people that God can use? You see, the question is not whether God can use anyone. The question is, are you usable? Are you yielded? Are you open? Are you willing? We return today to Acts chapter number 6. It's an amazing passage. It's a, a little snapshot, if you will, of the first servants in the early church, the first deacons. And in their description is a beautiful summary, I think, of the people that God can use. Listen to Acts chapter 6, beginning in verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you. Uh, let me just pause right there and say, uh, these people must be in every church. Every assembly of believers needs spiritual people like this. Look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Uh, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Look at that list in Acts chapter 6 and verse number 5. And you're going to find all kinds of people, people from all different backgrounds, and yet they're brought together. Verse 6 says, Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And when that happened, verse 7, And the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Now you know revival has come when religious people are getting right with God. Verse 8, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now, we're going to return to examine two of these men, specifically the two that are emphasized all through the book of Acts, Stephen and Philip. And interestingly enough, these two ministers would become the, the first martyr and the first missionary of the first church. And so I think that's why they both are very significant. Uh, but what of Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas? We know very little about these men other than their names. Not everybody is, is famous. Not everybody is prominent. Not everybody is out in front. But every one of us can be used to the Lord. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be a deacon in a local church. Uh, but we can all be people that God works through. Uh, what do we know about these men? Well, we know that they were saved people. So we've got to start there. The Bible refers to them as brethren. You've got to be a member of the family of God. So don't expect God to use you in the lives of other people until God is real to you. They were saved people. 
Then we know that they were spirit-filled people. Did you know that not all saved people are spiritual people? Just because people have come to Christ, have had their sins forgiven, uh, that they're not all spiritual men, spiritual women. That's why the Bible says that among these brethren, they were to look out for the seven who would be people of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, spiritual people, uh, people that walked with God, people that knew the Lord, uh, people that were sensitive to what God wants. I'm going to tell you, we need more of this in our world today, not just saved people, spirit-filled people. Then they were sincere people because the Bible says that they were men of honest report. They were true men. They were, they were people who had a certain testimony, and the testimony was actually a reality. It wasn't just put on for public consumption. They didn't just dress up good for church. No, this is who they were, and God knew that, and the people knew that. So they were, they were saved people. They were spiritual people. They were sincere people. They were serving people. The Bible says that they were people who would be willing to be appointed over this business. And I'm just going to tell you, the business was messy business. It's funny, isn't it? Everybody wants a title. Not everybody wants the task. Everybody wants the position, but not necessarily the responsibility that goes with it and the burden that goes with it. Uh, This was not just a place of honor. Oh, it was an honor to be chosen. Uh, But this was a place of humility. The very word deacon means servant, and that's what they were going to do. They were going to wait tables, literally. And someone may say, well, that doesn't sound like a very manly thing to do. They were going to take care of the widows. Somebody said, I don't want that job. That's, that's not for me. Well, then you've disqualified yourself from being greatly used to the Lord because it begins with being a servant. And I would remind you that people like Stephen, who would become the first martyr, and people like Philip, who would become the, the prototype of the New Testament evangelist, repeated all through the book of Acts, these men didn't start there. They started as servants. It's not about who we're over. It's about who we're under. It's not about what we can get. It's about what we can give. It's not about being ministered unto. It's about ministering. That was the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can even look at church selfishly. What can I get out of it? What can they do for my family? No. How can I serve? What can I do to be a blessing Look, friends, do you believe God can use you? Oh, yes, he can, and he will if you let him. So the people that God uses are saved people. They're spiritual people, spirit-filled people. They are sincere people. They are serving people. And then let's add this one. They are soul-conscious people. Do you understand that these first servants in the church were consumed with advancing the gospel? They didn't care what role they played in it. Uh, what their assignment was, that was, that was peripheral. That was, that was secondary. The main thing was this. They wanted to see the gospel go forward. I love that. And guess what? It did. In verse 7, look at the tidal wave of the gospel. The word of God increased. The number of the disciples multiplied greatly. A great company of even the priests, the religious people, were obedient to the faith. Would you like to see that? Would you like to see the great and mighty things that you know not? Would you like to see the exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or even think according to his power that works in you? Then simply be a person God can use, a soul-conscious person. It's, It's stirring to me to think that these men 
who had much to do and many to care for and were consumed with many of the details of daily life and the minutiae of just ministering to needs, never forgot it was about the gospel. It was about reaching Jerusalem and then the uttermost part of the world with the message of Jesus Christ. You see, the challenging thing is not being used of God. The challenging thing is staying usable. And here's what I've learned. If you will stay usable, you will be used. If you will stay clean and right with God and close to the Lord and in tune with heaven, if you will simply be what you ought to be, God will use you to do what you ought to do. And you may be well-known like a Stephen or like a Philip, or you may be Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, but it doesn't matter because the greatest joy in life is the joy of being used by God. And the most fulfilling thing in the world is to know you're in God's hand. Be one of the people today that God can use. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Thank you.